Throw it in. $120. I will go with Jerry. 120 Okay, 120 um, I'll say um, 95 And we'll finish with Mike. 110 Bob, you got it. But while you yeah, got the well, question, while you were the closest, you were $50 off. It was $170. Oh, really? What? Really? What? For, eight, for skiing? Wow. Oh, my God. We're really out of it. <laughs> oh, there's no place like home for the holidays. But no matter how far away you roam, when you pine for the sunshine of a friendly day. Hello, fellow Powderhounds, and welcome to the Powderhounds Podcast, a ski trivia game podcast. I am your host, Jeff Shaw. This stuck at home for the holidays episode was recorded on December 31st, 2020. That's right, a New Year's Eve special. Happy New Year to you and your family. In true Seinfeld fashion and appropriate for the holiday theme, I will begin with the airing of the grievances followed by feats of strength, segue into top ski news headlines, then revisit the three challenges for this winter season. Only then can the games begin. The opening tune of today's episode, perhaps not surprisingly, was Home for the Holidays, that familiar holiday classic by Perry Como. So sit back, kick your feet up, relax, and enjoy the experience of everything skiing and riding. Powderhounds. We will begin with a special holiday segment, a Festivus for the rest of us. If you are not familiar with the reference, look up Seinfeld's 1997 episode, The Strike, a pop culture classic. We begin with the airing of the grievances. I have two. First, dynamic pricing. Now, favorite Northeast ski area of mine, which will remain nameless for now, <laughs> as you will see, is all in on dynamic pricing. So if you're not familiar with the concept, rather than a ski area setting a lift ticket price for the season, the price changes daily based on multiple factors, demand, recent snowfall, holidays, etc. So recently, the ski area in question posted the price of a one-day lift ticket at $170. Well, technically, it was $165 but you did need the $5 RFID card if you wanted to get through the gates to the chairlift. That's a 30% increase from the maximum price last season of $130. And it's only December. Now, admittedly, I can't blame them. Who can? This winter season has gotten off to a terrible start due to lack of natural snowfall, warm weather, the travel restrictions, and of course the pandemic posing incredible challenges each day of operation. Second grievance, 
Mother Nature's recent torrential downpour that pretty much wiped out all the snow from the pre-Christmas storm, at least in the Northeast. Even Sunday River, all the way up in Maine, had to close on Christmas Day due to torrential rain and high winds. Now, hopefully Mother Nature will find her groove in 2021. Moving on to feats of strength, I have three. First, Brendan Leonard, who just celebrated the 10-year anniversary of his website, Semirad.com. Now, if you're not familiar with it, you need to check it out, especially if you're the kind of person who likes to laugh or are in need of a regular dose of optimism or inspiration. Second, Mountain Gazette, the 11 by 17 inch semi-annual print magazine on mountain culture with number 194 finally hitting my mailbox this week, uses, get this, fully compostable packaging. That's right. My coffee grinds and eggshells found a new home this week. <laughs> but it is encouraging to see that level of detail in a business's commitment to environmentally sustainable practices. Third, and most importantly, first responders, frontline workers, and their families. I just want to say thank you for your sacrifice and your commitment. Better days are ahead for sure. Moving on to our next segment, Ski News of the Week-ish. Topic, the good the bad, the ugly, just out of order, because we begin with the ugly. COVID woes. Now, as an eternal optimist, I didn't even want to bring up this topic, but as a public service announcement, a few COVID outbreaks have occurred at ski areas this winter season in Canada and Europe. This is obviously troubling to hear as ski areas have put so much time and energy implementing safeguards. No more really needs to be said. I guess I'm just joining the constant reminder to be vigilant chorus. Please, please, please don't let your guard down when skiing or riding this season. Moving on to the bad. Lodging woes. Both eastern and western ski resorts reported declines in reservations year to year for November. This is certainly quite early in the season, but... The decline is attributed to the combination of pandemic travel hesitancy and poor snowfall, at least in some of those regions. But the silver lining is for people who are booking, they're staying longer, likely due to the ability to work remotely. So even once we are past the pandemic, hopefully that option to work remotely continues for many skiers and riders so we can all spread out over the seven day week rather than perhaps cluster on weekends. The good, lots of it. We start in Maine, just south of the Canadian border. Saddleback in Rangeley, Maine opened after a five-year hiatus. Now any reopened ski area is worth celebrating. Their new high-speed quad catapults you to the summit in just four minutes compared to the old chair, which took closer to 12 minutes. I'm definitely looking forward to getting up there and checking it out. Moving west to Colorado. As part of Copper Mountain's Play Forever, commitment to protect the environment, enable participation, and provide relief to the local community, the resort relaunched its Lift Ticket Community Giving Program, Play It Forward Wednesdays, to continue its support for dozens of nonprofit organizations. Play It Forward Wednesdays is a community-based fundraising effort where Copper will donate $5 from every discounted Lift Ticket purchased online in advance to 13 community nonprofit partners on select Wednesdays throughout the current winter season. Now, a complete list of all nonprofits that will benefit from the program can be found online on the Lift Ticket webpage. 
Nonprofits have certainly been hurting this year due to major fundraising events getting canceled and need your support more than ever. Moving northwest to Washington State for a different kind of blue plate special. <laughs> now, this is not the kind you eat. Love everything snow related? Tell the rest of the world just how deep your love is by purchasing a custom ski and ride license plate. The vanity plate says ski and snowboard paradise with that sky blue background and a skier and snowboarder sporting bright yellow and orange gear. Throwback to the 80s, perhaps? Like many vanity plates, this one too benefits educational programming, specifically avalanche safety and rescue training. Increasingly important this season, as we've already seen more people getting into the backcountry. Finally, back east, Vermont. Stratton Mountain has dipped its toe into trivia waters with Stratton Winter Trivia Session 1. Now, this first session, the theme was community building in the 60s and action-packed 70s together with a short nostalgia trivia quiz. It only takes a minute to enter, and you could win a new Smith helmet. Well, you could have won a new Smith helmet. The deadline passed on December 26th, but it sounds like more trivia is on the way from Stratton, so keep an eye out for a chance to win swag this winter season. Next up, an outdoor state of mind. Topic, a revised challenge for the 2020-2021 winter season. Now, back in August, when I dreamed of snow while sweating in 90-degree heat and sunshine, I came up with three challenges for the 2020-2021 winter season. They were, number one, ski or ride a gnarly trail, according to Vermont Sports' top 10 gnarly trail list. Number two, try the backcountry. Dutch Hill, as we learned recently, is a good option. And finally, number three, ski somewhere you've never been, with an emphasis on local. Nothing earth-shattering, certainly attainable in a typical ski season. Of note, this idea popped into my head when the positivity rate for the coronavirus cases was less than 1% in the Northeast, and that second wave was a distant concern. Now, in the middle of the worst stretch of the pandemic, it seemed like a good idea to revisit, and thus has been amended. Now, I'm enlisting the spiritual guidance of Greg Blanchard of Snowfillers and sharing his better challenge for this winter season. The idea? Ski smaller. Now, I'm paraphrasing Greg's recent post, but here's the gist. Quote, this year, with border restrictions and quarantine rules and case counts, local ski hills have frequently been highlighted as a great answer to folks looking to get out on the snow as much as possible. Yet many are still refusing to give them a fair shake, even while they nod in agreement to the benefits of these hills. This is a great year to not just talk the talk, but walk the walk. So, if you are looking for some variety this year, and the usual suspects, ski areas, on the mega passes are too far away, the challenge for this winter season is simple. Ski the resorts in your state. All of them. Now, day trips eliminate interstate travel issues, smaller ski areas likely mean smaller crowds, and the slower pace of an old double chair all to yourself provides a moment of calm. Don't brush it off as an imperfect alternative to the real deal. Embrace the difference as another great way to ski. End quote. My dear nutmeggers, the lineup is within reach. Mohawk Mountain, $32 for weekdays. 
Mount Southington midweek special is $40. Powder Ridge, $52. Ski Sundown, $56 for four hours. All of these ski areas are a day trip from any corner of the state. All have night skiing, all have snowmaking, and all need your support just like any other small business. So there it is, the revised challenge for the 2020-2021 winter season. Ski smaller and support the local hills. As part of being stuck at home for the holidays this December, the family has been getting after it with trivia games. Some of the games have been right up their alley, while others with unfamiliar topics and odd formats. But to keep the three-week streak of trivia competition alive, I cooked up a skiing-specific trivia game with a mix of familiar, unfamiliar, and abstract material. I'm not quite sure why, but creating trivia games is pretty fun. Creating ski trivia games is even more fun. It's pushed me into spending time in my quote-unquote ski library, basically a random assortment of old ski magazines, vintage trail maps, books, travel guides, faded newspaper articles, and random ski area memorabilia, much of it with old logos and taglines. As an example, in the 1990s, Sunday River, Maine, their tagline used to be, quote, New England's leading mountain chain, end quote. Not the best illustration of those fabled eight peaks. What I'm getting at is simply expect more trivia games in 2021. And it may be a little over the top. After all, my New Year's resolution, nay, my New Year's plan, thanks to Brendan Leonard, is to practice maximum enthusiasm. Enjoy this first attempt. I'm excited to introduce three guests for this Home for the Holidays episode, some of the actual skiing family. When not on the slopes, these heavy hitters have been cruising the Trivia Pro Circuit with recent stops for my Christmas Day Trivia Game tribute to Alex Trebek, Jeff Purdy, that's Jeff Purdy, and the week prior, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Trivia, courtesy of Trivia AD. So to keep with the weekly trivia streak alive, I cooked up some family-friendly ski travel trivia. But before we get to the games and I attempt a few cheap shots at humor, I'd like to thank you all. That's right. You got me to the mountain. You got me on the chairlift. You kept me in uncomfortable gear. You made a slippery and chilly activity super fun. Though there may have been some bribery with curly fries and chocolate chip cookies in those earliest of days, no matter. Like many, skiing has stoked my sense of adventure, brought me to new places, forced me out of my comfort zone, especially when staring down a steep tree and rock-lined ledge, introduced me to new people, and made me appreciate the quieter moments on the mountain. Those snowy landscapes always put a smile on my face. I even perfected my ability to drive in the snow. Just don't ask Pete and Kristen about driving to Stratton in the old Nissan Maxima one time. I even have a pretty good collection of artifacts, old ski magazines, vintage trail maps, lift tickets on wickets, faded newspaper articles, commemorative pins, photographs, and ornaments. I laugh every time I comb through the contents. Lots of living well happens on the ski hill, and I truly appreciate you all getting me started and sticking with it. Now, hopefully that buttered you up enough to laugh off this next part. Introductions by alias. First up, Brother Mike, a.k.a. The Sundance Kid. If I was Butch Cassidy, 
Mike would certainly be the Sundance Kid. We learned to ski at the same time, and to my knowledge, is the only person here today who has not broken anything while skiing. Just like Robert Redford's character, Sundance, Mike also has a skiing area named after him, St. Michael's. It just happens to be in Austria. Though, unlike Redford, until recently that is, Mike doesn't own that mountain. Mike, welcome to the show. Great to be here, brother. Thank you. Next up, Mama Dukes, Jerry, a.k.a. Pineapple Powder. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry was so enamored with the mountains as an undergrad at the University of Denver, she finished her college career at the University of Hawaii. The allure of skiing a volcano was just too strong. You heard that right. Hawaii's tallest mountain, Mauna Kea, on the Big Island, gets a dusting of snow most winters. At 13,796 feet, the massive extinct volcano can actually offer 100 square miles of skiable terrain if, and only if, that weather window is timed just right. Guess what they call that snow? Pineapple powder. Jerry, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Finally, the big guy, Bob, a.k.a. the Matt Man. Now, Jim Nahues, the iconic ski trail map maker and author, may be the official man behind the map, but I'd argue Bob has a claim to that title. On every, and any, road trip, folded paper maps of any state we'd be traveling through would be in the glove box at the ready should traffic trouble arise. Think about how many trees would have been saved if Waze and Google Maps were around back then. Big guy, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> how was that for introductions? Very good, very good, very good, very good. Come on, there was at least a half a dozen trivia questions built in. All right, all right, now it's your turn to respond. Uh, we're gonna warm up with three quick uh, lightning round questions, not the typical, uh, you know, tell us about yourself. We're gonna go right to the uh, most interesting things. First of which is an interesting point of view. Uh, we'll start. Uh, we'll start with. Uh, we'll start with Sundance Kid and work our way to the work way down. So, Mike, what is the most interesting place you've traveled to, whether for work or leisure? Just talk about it briefly, please. Absolutely. There, there are a few options that come to mind, but I must say, uh, if there's one that stands out, it would be a work trip back in the spring of 2015, which was a month-long visit to the East African nation of Djibouti. Um, I had not been to that part of the continent in uh, nearly a decade, and I was there uh, to help our embassy during a very tough time uh, when a, a flood of, of U.S. citizens uh, were, were uh, seeking uh, refuge uh, following the civil war in Yemen. So it was a very challenging, but also just a very enriching and rewarding experience. And I say we could probably do a podcast episode just about that experience and very well in the future may, may come to that. But uh, that's uh, certainly uh, one, for, uh, one for pondering and uh, thank you for sharing. Uh, next up, we'll go to Pineapple Powder. Uh, Jerry, what would be the most interesting place you've traveled to, whether for leisure or work? Well, I've been very fortunate in my lifetime to have traveled to many, many different places all over the world. But I have to say, just thinking about it quickly, I would have to say, which is going to be a little um, uh, interesting, I think, for most to comprehend, the island of Corregidor comes to mind. We made a trip uh, to um, the Philippines uh, when Dad was in the Navy, and um, we took a boat 
to Corregidor, where there was a major uh, battle. And it was a fascinating historical site. And uh, it, it was just a great experience that I will never forget. Wow. Corregidor, yeah. I had to write that down. In the South China Sea. I was going to say, yes. For those of you who do not know. All right, takes the cake. Didn't know that name before. Uh, what Can you follow that up, Matt Maker, Bob? What do you got for most interesting place you travel to? Well, I, I would have to say that the most interesting place I probably traveled to was uh, Karachaganek uh, in Kazakhstan uh, for business. Uh, and it's on the Silk Road, which was the trading road between Europe and China. And this particular visit was to, had to do with the work which I was doing for the uh, oil company, Texaco. And we had a joint venture partner with the uh, Kazakh oil company. And as a part of that, we had a substantial uh, business activity there. And I actually flew from the United Kingdom um, on a, a Hungarian charter jet to get into Aksai, uh, Kazakhstan. And then from there by uh, ground uh, to, through Central Asia to Karachaganak. And, to, to, be, to sit in a car, to, to be traveling along this huge flat plateau in Central Asia, to look to the east to see the, the edge of China was just a spectacular uh, situation. I was there for two or so weeks, it was near blizzard conditions. Um, it was a fascinating time. And uh, I have often looked back upon that as probably the most remote and the most interesting place I've visited. How about that? Well, it's funny because I, I believe there's a number of places you could ski in Kazakhstan, just to bring it back to uh, the podcast uh, topic. But I will also just point out that I try to write down, to spell out those three places and don't think any of them are spelled right. So uh, <laughs> I'll have to go back to the drawing board on that. Okay. Thank you very much for sharing. That is, uh, that was great. And I'm glad I, uh, glad I asked that question because I, I, I forgot about those um, those, those trips. Uh, second up, and we'll go in the same order, uh, bring it again back to the topic of the pod, skiing. Uh, briefly, um, Mike, Sundance, uh, what was the first place you skied, and uh, what is your favorite part about the skiing experience? So to my knowledge, my first skiing experience, I may have to rely on our two other guests uh, on today's podcast to corroborate, but I believe my first skiing experience took place in the winter of 1990 when I was four in Waterville Valley, New Hampshire. Um, and I recall that uh, when it was time for me to go to ski school, I was very upset because it meant that I wasn't going to see you uh, or our parents for a good chunk of the day. And apparently, uh, according to uh, uh, our two guests, I, I did not have exactly a good reaction uh, to that day. But that said, um, my favorite attribute about skiing will absolutely have to be the adrenaline rush you get uh, when you hit the slopes and you just start, you start skiing down. And especially if there's a mogul around you, it gets much better. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen next. That's funny. Yeah. The, um, that's going to come up a little later. So uh, you all are quite primed for uh, some of the questions in our upcoming games. Um, and um, yeah, so I guess I'll just segue. I'm going to hold off my, my, my comment there. I was going to ask you about something, but um, same question, uh, Jerry, what are you uh, first place to ski that you can recall and um, favorite part about the experience? Well, I think it was Waterville Valley. No, no so, where was it? Mount Southington, Connecticut. Mount Southington, Connecticut. Um, mm, right. It, it was, uh, we, we went on a, a, the uh, green trails, which are for beginners, and I was terrified. Um, uh, but uh, with the help and encouragement of uh, 
Bob, mm -hmm. I um, I was able to get down barely uh, doing the <laughs> ma the big pizza wedge. Right, yeah. That's how I went down. That's the only way I could get down was with pizza wedge just going very slowly mm -hmm. and carefully. Fell a couple of times, felt like an idiot, and uh, mm -hmm. somehow did land upright at mm -hmm. the bottom. It was a little hill, nothing spectacular. But it was very nerve-wracking. Okay. All right. So not making a fool of yourself is probably the favorite part of the skiing experience. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Matt Maker, how about you? What do you What do you think? Uh, first place and favorite part of the experience? Well, the first place was was in fact Mount Southington, and the favorite part of the experience okay. was 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 just traveling on skis, you know, controlling your slide down the mountain, and having this wonderful rush of fresh air. And I, I, it was my first ski experience so uh we did take some lessons or take took some instruction we were on a, a an intermediate or rather on a beginner slope and did the obligatory fall down and i i might say that i was embarrassed to see young kids zipping past me while i was struggling to to get up and it, it appears that the younger folks just take to it like a duck takes to water and the older folks have a little more trepidation about falling down Yep. Well, that well that has not changed. Every time uh, uh, you, you you get to the mountain, that's that's still the the scene and the case. Uh, there's no fear when it comes to uh, the little ones. That's for sure. All right. Last question. We'll get to some games. Starting again at the top. Uh, New Year's uh, is upon us. The holiday as we record this uh, this episode. Uh, we are we are right at it. Uh, celebration. Um, I guess bittersweet, certainly. Uh, and I know we're all looking forward to a, a new year. That's mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, but um, uh, Mike, what do you think is uh, the most, what, what do you look forward uh, most about New Year's, uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, the holiday? Jeff, that's an easy one, given uh, all that we have endured uh, this past year. Um, I am very much looking forward to the day when I can travel more freely and easily to visit family and friends. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah. We're hoping that's going to be much sooner than later. Uh, should we just say clean sweep for everybody, or yeah. would anyone else like to throw anything else out? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> We're just looking to see people again and uh, get back to some level of uh, normalcy, at least with uh, being able to see, see folks in person. It, it, you know, it's the small things. It's like, gee, getting into a car, mm. not having to think about a mask, and just being able to go anywhere you want without a mask and no fear. And that to me is like, would be the greatest thing. I'm looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, it's closer now than it was yeah. before. So yeah. uh, let's keep that spirit and optimism um, burning as we go into uh, 2021. So thank you all yeah. for sharing. Uh, your, those are our introductions. And we are warmed up and we are going to let the games begin. Oh, boy. So we're going to start with, uh, again, this skiing podcast. Shouldn't surprise you that the uh, trivia games are based around the activity, sport, passion of skiing and mm -hmm. riding. So we're going to start with random questions. But because I know how passionate you are about not just skiing, but James Bond, we're going to mm -hmm. start with some movie trivia. Oh. What two, and here we, and this is actually rapid fire. So the first person to guess um, so we're not taking turns. This is just rapid fire. First person to guess, jumping in. Uh, this is um, no rules. So mm -hmm. what two James Bond movies featured ridiculous, I'll be awesome, sequences of thrilling ski chase scenes? What two? Yep. Uh, go ahead. Spy Who Loved Me and For Your Eyes Only. Boom. Ah! On the board. Oh. Whoa. Ah! All right. Hold on. 
Well wow. done, right out of the gate. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Spy Who, Who Loved Me. me. For Your Eyes Only. Yeah, yeah. 19, 1977, Spy Who Loved Me, opening scene. Uh, Roger Moore was playing Bond in, the, in those years. He was wearing a yellow onesie and a red backpack that actually became a parachute as he jumped off a cliff. Uh, and, I remember uh, that. Yeah, there were four bad guys chasing him with handguns, semi-automatics, and his ski pole was a shotgun. So that was kind of cool. And then, yeah, For Your Eyes Only, 1981, he was wearing a blue parka. The best part about this scene was that there was two motorcycles chasing him through the ski area. And, and it was absolutely, um, and, and eventually onto a bobsled track. So really fun. Uh, well done, Mike. Two points right there, right out of the gate. Oh boy. Next up, we're going to go. We're, 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 moving, we're cooking with steam. Next up, multiple choice. So I'm going to read all the answers and then you mm-hmm. each get a chance to guess. Uh, We'll obviously start with Mike once we we get there. Uh, What country has the most ski areas in operation? Austria, Japan, or the United States of America? Mike. Austria. It's it's, it's lift served. So I guess in terms of specifics. Okay. Austria. Uh, Jerry. Uh, I'll say Japan. Austria. It is Japan. Jerry's on the board with, uh, yeah, there's 543 uh, ski areas with a lift uh, uh, in J- on the two, uh, two islands of Japan, uh, 470 in the United States, and 317 in Austria. Unbelievable. Uh, and obviously, there are other countries. Just want to point that out that have ski areas. I just chose these three. Uh, oh, next, wow. <laughs> how, many does, how many does North Korea have? Uh, that's a good question. I, I, I think that'll. I think I'll have to defer to, uh, to the bonus round to, uh, to dig that yeah, one up please. while we go. Uh, next up, how many ski areas are currently in operation in Connecticut? So each person gets a guess, closest gets the point. So uh, we'll start with Jerry because uh, you got the question right. How many ski areas are currently in operation in Connecticut? Lift serve ski areas. Four. Uh, we'll go with Mike. Seven. Bob. Five. Nailed it. Four. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm on a roll. Now I, 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 I will, there is a, there could be an asterisk there, but I think this is in the spirit of the question. There are four public ski areas. There is apparently a private ski area in Torrington, but it's part of a members only uh, oh. association. There is a, li- a, a double chair apparently, and there's three trails, but because uh, in the spirit of the question, I think yeah. you knew the answer. I'm going to give you the four public ski areas. Yes, those are Mount Mohawk, Mount Southington, which uh, the, the, the two of our guests got their start at Powder Ridge and Ski Sundown. Yeah. Uh, so we have a tie game going uh, into the uh, – we have two more questions in this round. One guess each. Closest gets the point. We'll start again with uh, Jerry. What percent of water used by farms and cities in the American West comes from snowmelt? Now, you did spend some time out there in the University of Denver. I don't know if you took uh, a college course that had to do with water uh, usage. Probably not. It's <laughs> a joke. But, um, okay, what percent? So I'm looking for a percent. Percent of water used by farms and cities in the American West comes from snowmelt. What percent? Um, 100%, 0%, and it's certainly something in between. Uh, what would you say? Uh, Write a number. 45%. Uh, we'll go with Mike. 60%. We'll go with Bob. End with Bob. 75%. Wow. Exactly right. 75%. 
Bob's on the board. How did you know that? How did you know that? And I could see everybody, so uh, there's there's no searching on the internet. No, the the Oddwilla Aquifer does not provide that much water. It has to be snowmelt. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. There you go. All right, final question for this round. What was the recent – oh, one guess each, and whoever uh, closest gets the point. We'll start with Bob. What was the recent record for a one-day – day of lift ticket at Killington in Vermont last week. So what was the uh, price of a one day lift ticket at Killington in Vermont last week? It did happen to set a record for Killington. Throw it a number. $120. I will go with Jerry, 120. Okay, 120. Um, I'll say um, 95. And we'll finish with Mike. 110. Bob, you got it. But while you yeah, got the well, question, while you were the closest, you were $50 off. It was $170. Oh, really? What? Really? What? For, for, for skiing? Wow. Oh, my God. We're really out of this. <laughs> how, how can they price that when they, in theory, there's COVID uh, limitations and people would, in theory, I mean, that's, that, that's wild. I'm shocked. I'm in a state of shock. <laughs> you, well, it's true. Actually, you have been out of the game for a while. They have adopted. Time. They have adopted dynamic pricing, which I don't oh. need to get into. But essentially, the price of a lift ticket. If you don't already have a season pass, or you don't have your pre, you know, yeah. your pre-bought tickets, they set the right. price each day. And, and that, oh. that that's oh. been that's been pretty commonplace out west for a long time. It really hasn't hit the east until uh, you know Vale Resorts and Altera, who own a, a bunch of mountains. Um, you know, sort of infiltrated the Northeast and started using um, that pricing mechanism. But anyway, that's it. Uh, That's the first round. And believe it or not, we had six questions. There was a twofer in the first question, the James Bond. We are tied up at two points apiece. Completely three-way tie after round one. Congratulate yourselves. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's going to get interesting. I bet. (laughs) So that was random trivia. Uh, random ski trivia now in round two this is family ski travel trivia oh gosh Mm. all right so again um rapid fire first to guess gets the point so get ready first up what ski area in new hampshire was the home to our first out-of-state ski trip waterville valley correct yep right correct yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah, that was a little uneventful. I thought you'd all jump in, but uh, even though we had we mentioned mm-hmm. it in the intro, we didn't. It, it was a question. Yeah, so you are right. Didn't even need a hint. Uh, Waterville Valley is correct. Um, same thing. Rapid fire. First to guess. What was the name of the lodge we stayed in at Waterville Valley? Black Bear. Correct. Bob, good memory. That's right. It was the Black Bear Lodge. And I, you don't even need the hints. I have hints here. We're not even using the hints. All right, next question, rapid fire. First to guess. Uh, what was, this is like building on a theme, uh, as you'll see. What was the coolest feature about that Black Bear Lodge? So it was an, an, an amenity. What was, the, what was the coolest amenity or feature about the Black Bear Lodge, at least at the time? After hours. It had a nice pool. It had a yes. nice pool. <laughs> It was the pool. Now, I was looking for indoor-outdoor pool, but you got it. I'm going to give it to you because uh, 
you got you're the first to say pool and i'm going to give it to you yeah i had an indoor outdoor pool so you could swim underneath the divider and then you'd be outside and we jump exactly yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah uh great job uh we're just cruising last question but um i feel like just because you were so wowed by the previous pricing question i'm going to ask you this one um, how much is a one-day lift ticket at water river valley this season Everyone guesses. One day, one day. One day. One thirty. One thirty. One forty. One twenty. Mike got it. It actually, it's not as much as Killington. It's one oh four. Oh, okay. That's a that's a deal. It's like comparison. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well done. All right. So those are four Waterville Valley questions. Uh, we did great. Uh, we're moving on. We're gonna move west. What ski area oh, in Colorado? was host to a side-by-side -side alpine slide race with the Bernbergs. What ski area in Colorado was host to a side-by-side -side alpine slide race with the Bernbergs? Breckenridge. Nice. Got it. Breckenridge. That's right. I think this, uh, this was 96, maybe, maybe 94. Famously called Breck. Uh, that's right. The hint actually was, uh, it, it's also a name of a shampoo, the, uh, the nickname there. Breck shampoo. Uh, that's it. Well, we didn't need it. You got it. Uh, now we're heading back east. So sorry. Try to keep up. We're heading back east. We're crossing the country here. When traveling through Maine, what was the name of the diner-like restaurant famous for the New York deli-style Reuben? And this is a first to guess the same thing, rapid fire. Um, since the governor's? Got it. Governor's, Governor's Restaurant and Bakery. Yes, nailed it. <laughs> Didn't even yeah. need a, a hint. Yeah, they actually have a, a half a dozen locations. I had to double check. I uh, remembered that correctly. And I think the hint that you didn't need, though, is I believe there's a white travel mug somewhere in the... Uh, yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's plastic. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. right. Yeah. Oh. I know. If you, if you haven't thought about something in a while, sometimes it takes a minute to... to wow. Uh, rapid fire, continue. First to guess. Uh, what, and this is the, is this the, no, we're not, not, we're, we have a few more after this. What trusty accessory did Jerry and Bob insist we use to protect our skis when taking a break? Ski oh, the, the, the lock. The ski locks, the totem. Yeah, I, you kind of all said it in a different mm -hmm. way, but yes, it was the ski tote. Uh, oh, yeah. That's it, yeah. For your skis. Um, I I feel like I was looking for tote, so I'm going to give that to Mike, even though I think you yeah, all kind tote, of said yeah. the same thing. Because uh, it's a brand, I think, and, and it's... Uh, yes. Nowadays, uh, most people uh, just separate their skis. So people put single skis, if they have expensive skis, expensive equipment. They put single skis right. in different racks. So if people oh. were to try to lift them, um, it would have to take a lot of work. So um, oh. anyway... It just I, I I saw them in the basement, uh, recently going through stuff. At least the one old one that I had, so I had to throw that in there. All right, not that I want to conjure up uh, bad memories, but um, this is more of a skiing fall kind of question yeah. series. Uh, we all had them these falls, and Vermont has been the home to a few. Uh, two incidents come to mind uh, at Okimo. The yep. first yes. is, uh, what was the name of the trail where Bob broke his leg? Nor'easter. I feel like that was a tie, but I feel like you. I got to give that to the big guy for uh, going and, through and that. And he, he was also the victim of it. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. That's right. 
Correct. That's right. All right. Um, it's called doing a yard sale. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Don't never take the bump trail uh, at the last run of the day. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. you got you. You got out of there. So that was that was all right. Uh, same thing. Rapid Apparently. fire. <laughs> <laughs> I said we don't want to conjure up old bad memories. Uh, what was the name of the intermediate trail? Carol brought Jerry down. That was pretty much a disaster. And I don't technically think you broke anything, but I think you definitely <clears throat> had some oh. bruises. I have a visual and I can't think of the name. Was it Sundown? No, it was a, it was a. Begins with an S. Sidewinder. Got it. Sidewinder. Sidewinder, yeah. Mike, you got that? That was you? Got it, Which is also home to my little accident. Oh, yeah. Did you break something? Did not break, but I plowed into someone at a high speed. Oh, okay. Lost control. All right. Note to self, always ski control. Yeah, that's never a good one. Um, and then I, I, I got to throw myself in here. Uh, rapid fire, first to guess. What was the ski area? It is in Vermont, but it's not Okemo. Where Jeff broke, I broke my ankle in a train park. Uh, the hint, since I don't want you to be too ran, you know, wondering. Uh, I was with Brian, Pete, and Mike Plizzy. Mount Snow? Yep. Well done. You cleaned up. Okay. How did you pull that up, Michael? Wow. Well, I guess it's maybe a little, maybe a little limited with uh, those three people, but uh, well done. Wow. All right, one more question, and then we're, okay. we're done for this round. This is what I call off-piece, so off the mountain. Rapid fire, first to guess. What was the one regular off-mountain must-stop on trips to or from Vermont? So well, off the, 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 the rest area in just into, across the border into Vermont. Now um, that's not what I was looking for, but that I, that could be that could I, be. I think you're looking. For, I think you may be looking for the Vermont Country Store. Nailed it! Uh, I got to give it to him. That's yes, what I was looking of for. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, Mike, hit it! Yeah. The coffee at the rest area, right when you cross the Vermont border from Massachusetts. Yes, that was always a, a favorite little stop. Yes. But but the, the Vermont store is the more important stopover. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, with that little back and forth, you gave me time to do a little math here. Uh, Mike did quite well in that round, not going to lie. Uh, after two rounds, Mike has taken a uh, pretty good lead with uh, eight points, eight correct answers. Uh, Bob, uh, you are in second right behind him with six. And Jerry, uh, they were just a little too quick on you, even though you had some of the answers uh, on, on the tip of your tongue. You, you were right, right there with three. So, um, but don't worry. There's always don't you a, worry your pretty little head. Don't you always, worry your pretty little head. There's always a final question at the end to well, make well, it all to, right. To Jeff, if I may, just very briefly, to channel the, the inner uh, uh, um, memory of Alex Quebec as, as was the personic, or rather the demonstration on Saturday Night Live, at least that uh, Jerry does not find herself in Sean Connery's place with oh, yeah. 16,500. <laughs> right, yes. Right, yes. you're right. All right. I know we're, uh, we all want to do our, uh, you know, New Year's uh, celebration stuff. Um, but final third and final game is a new yes. one. It's called the quote unquote state of skiing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, we all know my fascination with state capitals, visiting yes. different states. So this is the state of skiing. Uh, uh, it's sort of a nod to them. So it'll make a lot of sense very quickly, but, um, same thing. We're going to have five questions and uh, we're just going to keep on plowing ahead. Um, one guess each closest will get the point for this first question. 
This is according to National Ski Area Association. Actually, most of the questions are according to them as the source. Um, how, many, how many states, remember this game, the state of ski area, uh, the state of skiing. How many states in the U.S. Uh, operate ski areas? So again, how many total states have a lift-operated ski area? And uh, again, throw it a number. The closest person will get the point. Uh, 26. 20, 24. Okay, we have 24 on the board. Uh, I think uh, I'm going to guess, Jerry, you might want to revise your guess based on uh, Bob's guess. Oh, is it how, like, how many? <laughs> how many states? How many like, in uh, how, each state? No, 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 no. How many states in total? Total. Oh, total. 50 states. How many oh. of them do you think have a ski area? Oh. oh, right. Okay. 15. Mike? 32. Mike, closest, 37. Wow. Yeah. Some of the, some it? of the answers to this, uh, <clears throat> these questions might uh, will wow. definitely surprise you. Uh, yes. We're, we're I am keep, surprised. We're going to keep going, especially this next one. Multiple choice. So I'm going to give you all the answers and then you guess, uh, you know, the correct answer. Uh, which state does not, does not currently have an operating ski area? Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, or Tennessee? Which state does not currently have an operating ski area? Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Tennessee. Um, Arkansas. Mike, okay, we have uh, an Arkansas guess, Mike? Alabama. Alabama Tennessee, guess. Tennessee. Bob got it, Arkansas. Believe it or not, yeah, Alabama has, uh, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have to actually, um, I got to cut myself off there because I almost gave away the answer to the next question. Oh. Um, okay, well done. Good guess. Actually, wow. curious, uh, what made you think of that? Because uh, I was, uh, I felt like the trap of Arizona and Alabama might uh, might get everybody, but uh, well done. Thank you. Um, it's, um, they're, they're just too far, they're, they're uh, too backward to ski. Ah. Got it. All right. <laughs> Well, hopefully no one from Arkansas, no Razorbacks oh, yeah. are listening to the pod on, yeah. uh, tonight. Oh, if right. you're a Razorback, we're going to frap you side of your head, boy. I, 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 hope, I, I hope that former President Clinton did not hear that. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, next up, take turns guessing. All right. So okay. um, I bet it's pretty much um, – well, actually, no, we're going to take turns. It's not going to be a, a rapid fire. Um, we're going to bring some order back into this game. All right, so four states have one ski area in operation. Name the states. So you get one, uh, one guess, and then we're going to rotate around. We're going to start with Bob because he got the last question right, and then we'll go to Mike and then Jerry. Four uh, states, so have, four one, states one, have one – Yeah, one lift-operated ski area, according to the National uh, uh, Ski Areas Association. Um, and I'm going to give you hints. Right now, this is round one, no hints, and then I have a bunch of hints uh, if no one gets them. Oh, I'll say Alabama, I guess. That's a good guess. That's one of them. <laughs> well done. All right, uh, three more. Uh, Mike. I guess I did give it away in the last question. <laughs> uh, Mike, yeah. So one, uh, there's three states that have one lift operate ski area left. Which, what are they? South Carolina. That's not one. Jerry. Arkansas. Uh, no, they don't, they don't, no, they don't have no, a ski no, area. No, they don't have one. I'm looking for a state that has one. One. Oh, that has one. You, you, but that was your guess. So, uh, yeah. so now we're back to, so, okay. So now okay. round two, here's your hint. 
geographically, one of the states is located in the Northeast, one along the East Coast, and the other two are in the South, and you got one of them. So mm -hmm. we, have a, we have a Northeast, we have an East Coast, and another one in the South. So Rhode Island. Uh, yeah, and it's your guess. Rhode Island is another one. Wow, well done. You're kidding. Uh, What's the name of it? It's called uh, Yaogu. Yaogu. Yeah, yeah, it's there. Uh, all right, Mike, uh, you got one. Uh, yeah, I have one more round of hints, uh, but throw, throw another state out there. One, the, the remaining one is either is along the East Coast or in the South. Virginia. No, it has more than one uh jerry um gosh you said you, it's the east and the south you said yep east coast and south east coast uh, has one oh boy i'm blanking here um Yeah. Georgia. Oh, no, that's not it. No, I think they have. I was going to say. They either have thought... none or they have multiple. <laughs> um, wow. I'm looking for one. I stay with one. All right. Final hint. Uh, again, uh, we're back at Bob. The uh, remaining hint. Remember, you only get one guess, so uh, choose wisely. Um, terrapins and volunteers. Tennessee. That's right. That's one of them. Mike, you have the right of first refusal. Oh, oh I know the Terrapins. <laughs> yeah. Don't give it away. I won't. I won't. I won't. I, won't. I, I thought later about, yeah, okay. Mm. And just so you know, a Terrapin is the mascot for a university. Correct. Uh, North Carolina. Ooh, no, 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 no. Uh, Jerry, any guess? Terrapins? I think she's lived in the state. <laughs> yeah. Maryland. Yes, that's it. You got it. <laughs> I probably should have put that down there. Actually, and I also had the Naval Academy as a hint, but uh, oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. read that one. All right. All right. That painful question was over. But yes, just Woo! in case you were wondering, Alabama Cloudmont is the name of the ski area. In Maryland, it's the Wisp Resort. Rhode mm -hmm. Island is the Yagu. And Tennessee is Ober Gatlingburg. How about yeah. that? Oh, Gatlinburg. Yes. There you go. Yeah. All right, uh, two more questions, and then we go to final, well, final surprise question. All right, uh, one guess each, closest without, uh, closest gets the point. How many ski areas are operating in ski country, USA, otherwise known as Colorado? Uh, Jerry, you got the last question. We'll start with you. Okay. Um, so this is back to the, this is the, how many ski areas in Colorado? Lift-operated yep. ski areas in Colorado. Lift-operated. Um, I'm going to say... Um, six. Oof, you can do better than that. <laughs> really? More. All very, right. I'll very, do, very uh, big state. All right. All right. Mountains. I'll do uh, 15. <laughs> oh, you just can't help people sometimes. No, just kidding. Uh, Bob, I think you got the next one right. 24. Mike? 38. Ooh, we're close. Uh, ooh, you're tied. 
guess again. Guess again. You guys are tied. Uh, you can oh do the math gosh. and figure it out. But You're tied. I guess I'll give you both the points. It's fine. There's no big deal. Yeah, 31. 31. Oh. You're ah. both uh, seven away. So uh, 31. Wow. All right, final question for this round. Uh, according to On the Snow, what state is the home to the ski area with both the highest base elevation and summit elevation? So base elevation, meaning like where the base area is, you know, the yeah. first, you know, basically the property of the mountain. Um, and then the summit obviously being the top of the mountain. The top. So it's uh, what state is the home to the ski area with both? Both. Actually, I'm sorry. Uh, it's two different ski areas, but it's the same state. So what state is the home to the ski area with the highest elevation and the highest um, summit elevation? Utah. Okay, we have a Utah guess. I I, I agree with that. Montana. Uh, um, actually, um, I, 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 actually, I did have I, I I did have. This is a multiple choice. I skimmed over that part. This is multiple yeah. choice. So uh, Utah is an answer. So okay. uh, the other three are California, Colorado, Montana, and then Utah. Oh. Okay. 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 Good. Okay. Well, no, I need you to guess. Utah, oh. I said Utah was a answer. I didn't say it was. Oh, <laughs> so okay. I need two more guesses. Bob and Jerry, guesses. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Montana. Bob? I'll say, uh, by default, I'll say Colorado. You got it. Colorado. <laughs> You're creeping up Mi there. Yeah. Loveland. Mile high. Yeah. L yeah. Loveland ski area, 10,801 feet. Yeah, is their base that. elevation, Silverton. Mm -hmm. Uh, mountain uh, summit elevation of 13,488 <coughs> wow. feet. Boom. Wow. All right. While I was uh, doing the, the calculation there, we have a, um, a very close uh, game right here. We have mm -hmm. a um, Mike with 11. Uh, excuse me. Bob took a one-point lead with 11, Mike with 10, and Jerry with 7. So you're all right there. And we have one final question, and we're going back. We're channeling the inner <coughs> Jeff Purdy-like right, final, okay. final trivia oh, question with, okay. a, with a wager. So uh, you, that you have those amount of points. You can wager them all. You can wager a portion of them. <laughs> but you need, to, you need to place the wager before I tell you the um, – before I read the oh. question. Okay. So uh, obviously it's skiing. It's uh, – it's, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the question now. I guess I didn't have uh, – I, I know there's a theme when the Final Jeopardy question comes out. Um, it's obviously skiing, and it is ski areas. I'll say ski mm -hmm. areas is, the, okay. uh, is sort of the theme. So, um, Mike – or sorry, Bob, you have – I'm trying to think what order Al, uh, you know, Alex used to go through. Um, I think you start with the least. Jerry, you have seven points. Bob mm -hmm. has 11 with the lead. How much do you want to – wager uh to on this final question uh zero of <laughs> none of it okay you think they're gonna get it wrong i i i mean i yeah i'm not uh yeah i'm keeping my seven <laughs> okay all right mike how about you you have 10 points uh, two Okay, so if you get okay, I see. Yeah, you still be ahead of her. Okay, two, uh, and then Bob, you have eleven. So you have one more than Mike. You have four more than uh, than than Ma. Four. Okay. Four. All right. So Jerry. Okay. Here we go. So you're gonna take turns guessing. Actually, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's how I think I'm gonna do this. So it's not quite 
you know, the final Jeopardy one question, you know, one mm -hmm. answer. I'm going to, I'm going to help you nurse you along here. What state, so this is a, st a state is the answer. What state is the location of two ski areas with my first and last name as part of their name? So I know that there's no way you're going to guess the ski areas, but I'm going to give you hints and we're going to go around okay. um, to see if you can narrow it down. Okay. 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 All right. So, um, yeah. So the first hint is the state has been used in previous trivia questions. Okay. If you, and there's three more hints. So um, if there's no guesses, I'll move on. New Hampshire. That Vermont. is not correct. Vermont. Eh? Well, no, 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 no. Well, all right. Yeah, go ahead. Everyone keep guessing. <laughs> all right, Jerry, you can guess. Tennessee. No. 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 Okay. So, no, that's, that's, a good, that's a good guess. Yeah, these are hint number two. We have all traveled to the state together. Maine. Got it. Maine. Maine. Mike. Maine. Got it. Final Jeff Purdy question. Yes, the two skiers in Maine, Mount Jefferson in Maine, oh. and Shawnee Peak in Maine. Oh, sure. oh I never would have gotten that. <laughs> no, I know that much. Yeah, there's also a Shawnee Mountain in Pennsylvania, but uh, I felt like wow. uh, once, once I yeah, saw the of Jefferson. Of course, now that you say it. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the third uh, question, the third hint was um, it's home to the only ski area on the East Coast with ocean views. That would be the Camden Ski Bowl. So those are your three hints for the final Jeff Purdy trivia question. Wow. Very, very nice, very nice. And with that, uh, yeah, I think uh, we're gonna have to give that one to Miguel. Yes. 12, 11, seven, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, what do you have to say after your big uh, victory tonight? <laughs> the future is brighter, right? Yeah. <laughs> Words fail me. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for playing. Happy New Year. Think snow and a better 2021. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. All right. Very we good. shall drink to that for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Cheers. Looks like it's four o'clock. Time to catch the last chair. Thank you to my guests, Mike, Jerry, and Bob. Thank you for listening. Follow me on Twitter at Powderhound Skis, or better yet, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast Manager, Spotify, and Stitcher. Just type Powderhounds Podcast. Until next time, see you on the slopes, Powderhound. When you pine for the sunshine of a friendly day, for the holidays you can't beat home sweet home. I met a man who in Tennessee and he was heading for Pennsylvania and some homemade pumpkin pie from Pennsylvania folks